This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Double Tap. And today we are going to be focusing on the Consumer Electronics Show, which kicks off this week. And I am joined not just by Sean Priest, but another special guest. Hmm, who could it be? You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, welcome to the show. It is Stephen with you today, along with Sean Priest. Hello again, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen Scott. I'm excited. Who's our special guest? Well, you know, I'd like to say it's someone of note, someone mm. of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, sta- stance. Um, stance? Why not? Stance? That's, that's not a that. word, but let's go No, let's it. go with it. Um, yeah. but Style. Style, substance, substance yeah. but none of those things apply. Uh-huh. It is Mark Afalalalo. Wait a second, I'm the, wait a second, I'm the special guest. You're the special guest. Really? Yeah, you're special. Yeah, you're in not a here during the week. Yeah. Well, hi, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you for uh, <laughs> welcoming me with a, such an incredible honor and bestowing this upon me. Oh, thank you, Mark. I'm very yeah, excited. To, shut up. I'm very excited to be here. I've been saving this speech for a very long time. <sighs> uh, I'm very excited to be here, and I accept this award on behalf of not only myself <laughs> but of my family. And of course, I want to thank God. Well done. That was beautiful. Yeah, it's good to have pleasure. you, Mark. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy yeah. New Year to you guys. You guys have been working. Quite rigorously and and vigorously, and um, I don't know how you do it after you drink that much alcohol, but somehow you've managed to fill the holidays with so much tech joy, thanks well, to Double Tap. I think what it is, is once you get to the point where no one notices the whiskey on your breath anymore, uh, it gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I will say whiskey, Scotch whiskey, the best in the world, of course, is the only Japanese whiskey. Japanese isn't bad. No, it's terrible. Dreadful. I've got um, unfortunate news, guys. Yes. They're they're coming out with smell a vision this year at CES. Oh, so, so we can smell the whiskey on my breath. Smell the whiskey on your breath in podcasts. Yeah, that's a new feature coming exclusively to Spotify <laughs> in the new year. Trust me, oh. smelling the whiskey on our breaths is going to be the least of their problems. No, no, no but that's why? all they can do is it, you can just pump out the smell of whiskey. Nothing else. Oh, they that's haven't okay. Than that, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so everybody's going to smell like whiskey. Speaking of this, it Howard makes Stern, me think, everybody, just name it. There, was, there was a comedian on the other night, and I was watching, and he was saying, you know, you remember when you started wearing masks? Did you ever think to yourself, God, does my breath smell this bad? Uh, <laughs> I, never, I no. never really had that occurrence. No, no, no I never. Really? No, well, you either. Well, right? I, like, I do think I was alone in that one, and I think if you're, um, I think if you're hmm. thinking it was minty fresh, I think you might need to see a doctor. But, hmm. uh, yeah. It was uh, not not the most. That was one of the things about wearing a mask that I really didn't like. Oh, the good old days, eh? When we used oh. to mask up and never leave the home. I miss masks. I miss never you. leaving the home. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk all about CES. Now CES kicks off when, Mark? It's the end of the week, isn't it? It is the end of the week. It's the fifth until I believe I don't know if perhaps the seventh or eighth. I'm not 100 percent sure. And and I just I'm too lazy to type it. It's it's a new year. I, you I, could I, you know what? I've given up typing for the new year. I've gone completely voice controlled, and oh. it's it's so far it's been completely disastrous. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. You should see my the emails. Strangest New Year's resolution. I'm no more typing for control. me. <laughs> my fingers just I just find my fingers are sore at the end of the day, and I don't want to develop carpal tunnel and. I find I'm cracking my knuckles a little too much. You hear this? Like, oh, God. Oh, that's that a little bit sore. too much. But um, yeah, so so my New Year's, New Year's resolution is to go completely voice controlled. It should be stop cracking your knuckles on air because that was terrible. We can only apologize. That's like when that guy walks in on Jules and runs his nails down the blackboard. That was terrible, Mark. I'm sorry, I, guys. I take it back. I, I, Thank I, I you. didn't. I didn't mean to crack my. I, that was so poor. Such poor taste. I apologize. This, this hands-free thing, though. I'm telling you, it, it comes in super handy. Uh, my kids are now lifting toilet seats for me. They're doing dishes. They're cutting my food. <laughs> that's an age thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's, it is. That's it a is. different story. That's, I think I get to um, a certain age and they have to cut it. And they actually chew it for me too. No, they don't. Uh, CES <laughs> Thursday, January fifth, until Sunday, January the eighth, twenty twenty three. The Consumer Electronics Show descends on Las Vegas and takes over the entire city because there's nothing else going on there otherwise. Yeah, that's right. Well, apart from all the gambling and you know the illegal stuff. Um, no, no, well, that's uh, that's a little bit uh, further out in the desert, Stephen. Come on, yeah. me. <laughs> I, I remember getting into a cab. I was thinking it was an Uber, actually. And um, 
I remember the, the, the lady, the lovely lady driver, Sophia was her name. And she says to me, uh, we wanted to go to like a Best Buy or something in Vegas. And I just put in a Best Buy in Vegas, you know, anywhere at all. And this one was like within six miles. It seemed fairly decent. And I thought that'd be fine. And um, the, the the lovely lady says to me, are you sure you want to go there? And I said, yeah, it's fine. She said, it's okay. I've got a gun anyway. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. Well, this wow. Uh, certainly doesn't seem like the kind of place I want to hang around at night. But um, <laughs> you're just not in Glasgow anymore. What, what um, Best Buys do you go to? Well, uh, d- dangerous ones would appear. Did it have too many like bees in the lane? Like best buy and was buy like B Y and best buy Jamie or something like that. Doji buy, but no, I we well I remember Vegas well. I wish you could have been there, Mark. I wish you could have been there, Sean. What what chaos we could have got up to? Oh no, you know what? It is the show though, right? It is the electronic show of all others. It's been going for the longest time, and it's huge. I mean. What did, what did you say the days there? Is that four days? Four days? It's, but- it's four four days of insanity. It used to be longer, by the way, but yeah. I mean, they're getting back mm. into the swing of things. You know, I, I remember last year when talking to a lot of people at CES, one of the biggest things they kind of noted was that there was a lot of more room to navigate. They were able to get around a little bit easier because it was the first year back in person after a virtual CES. I suspect this year is not going to be the same because I'm hearing that our millions are going to be descending on Vegas. So this is going to be a truly interesting one. Yeah. Well, we're going to be hearing from someone you spoke to shortly uh, because uh, this is the best way to do it, right? I guess get people on who know what they're talking about. I know it's something new and it is a resolution we're going to try and stick to on Double Tap this year. Oh. Um, but yeah, we are going to speak to someone who, uh, now, who is this guy and, and why did you talk to him? <laughs> Well, okay. Well, he is a <laughs> God. If he's listening, he's the vice I'm president so and acting show director of the entire consumer electronics show. Vice His name president. is John. You couldn't get the actual president. No, well, okay, you fine. know the act. You remember the whiskey conversation we had earlier? <laughs> anyway, so John T. Kelly is the vice president and acting show director at CES, um, and he's going to be joining us to talk all about what the year is set up for because this year. Unlike other years at CES, there's an actual theme. Like, it's not just, okay, let's mm. figure out what people have just come to the show with. There's an actual theme this year. And uh, it's all about kind of mobility and, and connectivity. So we're going to, we'll talk to John Kelly a bit later on. And you'll, you'll hear from the horse's mouth, as they say. He is not a horse. He is a human being. Now, you mentioned earlier, Mark, that you are having your kids run around, you know, dropping down the toilet well, seat. I'm not using my hands it anymore. It's a, it's a voice yeah, control. Yeah, you're not using your hands. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I have the solution for you, and this is going to be on show at CES this year. Now, you know this show. We like to start at the bottom of everyone's expectations. So let's kick off as we mean to. Uh, I thought we with, did that just by being here. Well, there is that as well. Yeah, there is that, that element Hello. of it. Uh, and, and Sean, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank yeah. you. So um, toilets. Smart toilets will Why be on Why do you show. find that? Whoa, 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 hang on a second. Why do you think that is the bottom of CES? I have a smart toilet two floors up. No, 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 no. Not the, not the bottom of CES. The bottom oh. of our conversation. You see, oh, okay. this, <laughs> is, this is where people expect us to be. Uh, I like to make sure our listeners get what they want. Uh, so, yes, uh, smart toilets. Kohler is the company. K-O-H-L-E-R. They, have yeah. bring, they bring out the Numi 2. Uh, this time it's personal. And uh, this has got Lady A built in. It's got smart speakers. It's got LED lights. It's got all kinds of <laughs> surround sound system in there. I honestly, who goes to the bathroom and says, "Do you know what I need in a bathroom? You know, I need a, a smart speaker. That'd be nice. Maybe some lights would be nice." I also really well, could do with a surround sound. How much Netflix do you watch on the toilet? You know, Let's be this, honest. This, this is an eleven thousand dollar US toilet. Okay, yes. I want to. I want to put this in context. <laughs> eleven thousand. And it doesn't come with its own butler that sticks his hand out and wipes for you. So I think we still are years off. We're an eleven thousand dollar toilet. Well, it's not that far off. I mean, it's got the BD built in, and it's got the yeah. air dryer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, air dryer. I mean, it's, it's not good. far. Well, uh, yes, in some in some people's cases, yes. Hang on, hang on, Mark. You already have a smart toilet, not like this. <laughs> Ah, okay. So what's it missing? What's yours not Well, this one has a beautiful stainless steel circular remote that you actually have to wire to the wall next to the toilet to control things. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Mine has a a wireless remote. I just want to say mine is already a step Uh, ahead. You seriously have that? Wow. Yeah, I know. Of course. What are you talking about? I didn't get get to see that in your house. What? When I was in your house, you never showed me that part of the house. I see. I don't don't let just everybody... (sighs) 
sit on my beautiful smart toilet. Okay. I noticed. Okay. <laughs> that should be voice controlled. No one wants a remote control in the bathroom, right? That's terrible. Well, That's this a terrible is the problem when you're going hands-free for the new year. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I love how we're trying to make this about. So this this is really actually to be honest, Mark. This is really a necessity for you. Then you should, buy uh, especially you now, the twenty twenty three. I mean, this year is the year that I need everything yeah. to be remote controlled. I'm thinking that maybe that Astro robot from Amazon. We can train it to come up and flush the toilet or lift the seat. Now, listen. In my defense, my toilet seat does go up by itself, um, uh, wow. but. It, we, that's motion, motion controlled, and the remote is there. I could use my nose, but I think that once I'm in the bathroom going for the toilet, I don't want to use my nose for things oh. like that. So, oh, definitely not. No, I think that yeah. would be uh, pushing. I mean, we're using our nose enough uh, in that environment, so I don't think we need to use it for anything else. Um, yeah, wow. Well, we really are circling the bottom. <laughs> yes, we are. Circling Jack, the drain. Yeah, the only it. way is up. Come on. <laughs> well, you're so smart. Oh uh, but God. you know what? It's, it is the kind of place, and actually, this is the kind of place with CES that you do see these kind of weird and wonderful devices. And actually, in places like Japan, this is not unusual. I mean, this is perfectly normal tech that you would see around the place. I mean, it's maybe unusual to us because the cost is, is so great. Well, I think in Japan it is, yeah. I, I mean, think that's a bit of a myth. I think Japan plays up on that, really. I, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> In everyone, they just play I up the whole as, tech sector as a thing, country. They? they they play up on the weird and wacky tech. I think they love it. Um, but <laughs> hey, no, there there is look for the the toilet seat that lifts itself and closes itself. Right, there is some accessibility needs because everyone laughs at this sort of smart tech, and I think it has calmed down a lot. We don't see as many you know smart forks and toothbrushes and things like that. But actually, the smart toilet it makes sense to me. Obviously, it's a little bit weird, surround sound and all that. But I can see, you know, smart um, seats lifting up and heated well, seats listen, and all that. Well, listen, that's a really good point because, I mean, of course, I it is about well accessibility. Yes, well done. But, you know, one product I saw, and that was in 2019, so I can only imagine how far they've gone with it, was a product which was like a Tupperware box that you could put food into. But when you closed the box, it would connect with your app and it would tell you when the food was starting to go off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, and that's really simple tech. And for a lot yeah. of people... That can be a big deal. Now, I mean, a great example, of course, I have a nose. So if I open up something and it's like, oh, my God, then fair enough. But, you know, sometimes you don't notice something on the turn. And you think, right, okay, maybe it's, is this okay, is it not? And, you know, that this is where this kind of technology can really make the difference. What I want it to do is be able to kind of know that the food is off and actually push it, push the fridge door open, jump out, and go straight to the bin. That is what I want. Of course, the bin, the bin will be smart. It'll reach down, pick up the Tupperware box, empty it out, throw it in the dishwasher. This is the kind of world I want. Yeah. Can that I be done? Think, yeah, should, should we listen to the interview? Can see if these things are actually happening? I think, I think it's is all in a madman's mind. <laughs> Well, more crazy thoughts coming up next on Double Tap. But first, yes, let's go to your conversation uh, because uh, Mark did find out more from someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Let's hear Mark's conversation. John Kelly is the uh, acting show director and a vice president of CES. Uh, you are familiar with that term because it is the absolute biggest consumer electronics show uh, pretty much in the world. Is that, is that accurate, John? Is that is that an accurate fact? Yes, that is correct. We are the largest um, consumer technology show in the world. How are you feeling leading up to CES? This is uh, obviously not something you just start a couple months ahead of time. This is something you work on for the whole year after the last CES. How are you feeling going into this? Well, we're really excited. I mean, there's just so much momentum right now leading up to CES. So me personally, I've been to media events. We host media events in different cities around the world. I've been to probably four different events, four different cities around the world the last two months. And there's just a lot of positive, you know, enthusiasm for the show. People are excited to be back face-to-face. -face. We're seeing great response from our exhibitors. Over 2,400 exhibitors have committed to exhibit at CES this year. The show floor will be 50% larger than where we ended up last year. We're on track to, we're on track to have over 100,000 attendees. So it's just a, there's just a lot of positive momentum. We're really excited to be back in January in Las Vegas. A lot of the feedback I got last year from people who were there because I wasn't there, unfortunately, was that because of obviously coming out of, out of, of pandemic, it actually felt a little bit more intimate and people actually felt like they had a little bit more time to kind of stretch their legs and, and, um, and get to know a lot of the products and exhibitors that are there. Is that something you're going to try and emulate again this year? Because I think that was a positive takeaway. Yeah, I think 
think that I, well, we heard similar feedback last year as well. You know, many of our exhibitors use the opportunity to get more FaceTime, if you will, from journalists like yourself um, and interact directly with journalists. And we expect a lot of that to will probably carry over again this year. Um, you know, at the end of the day, people are really excited to be back face to face. And it's just, you know, I think what is the Zoom, we've seen a lot of virtual events, virtual conferences, CES 2021 happened in a virtual environment. But you can't replace those face-to-face moments, those serendipitous moments, whether they be walking the aisles of CES and you kind of stumble upon a, a booth and say, wow, look at this cool product. This is really interesting. You can't replace that in a virtual environment. So I do think um, you know, people are really excited to be back face-to-face, spend time with media, spend time with buyers, key partners and the such. Um, and there's just, again, there's just a lot of excitement right now. You know, like or organizing any show, I can imagine that there's, you know, obviously last minute fires and stuff that you're always going to be putting out and running back and forth. Uh, do you find that part of the excitement of it? Because uh, I don't, you know, speaking for myself, working in a live live environment all the time, I love that, that you know, putting out fires and, and dealing with those things that happen when they happen. Is that a similar feeling for you? Um, yeah, there's, there's always something, you know, there's always something I've spent most of my entire career doing trade shows and events, um, prior to, um, my role now at at, with CES, I actually ran our event in China. We had a CES Asia in Shanghai, China. So I oversaw that event. And if you can imagine, there's, there's a lot of fires happen, uh, with doing something in in an environment, particularly one where you don't necessarily speak the language. Um, so there's always something every year. Um, the great thing is we have a great team here. Um, we have a, great, a lot of great partners to help support uh, the build of CES. Um, so, it's, yes, there's those challenging moments, but at the end of the day, it's worth it to see all the great products on display and just, again, the enthusiasm from our attendees when they do get to interact with those, cost, those, uh, those exhibitors. John, are there any any products or categories that excite you more than another one? I know it's hard, like kind of like asking, like what which one's your favorite child, right? But right. Uh, but if you had to pinpoint a couple categories or something that that might excite you or that you think might come out of this year's CES as something that people are going to be like, oh my god, as a takeaway, is there anything you could pinpoint? Well, I think you know this year is a is a little different than than previous years in CES in the sense that we actually have a theme this year. You know, we often get asked the question. What is your theme for CES? And we say innovation or we say connectivity, mobility, things of that nature. And that's always been true. But this year we do have a real bona fide theme, and that is human security. So we've partnered with a group, um, a United Nations affiliated group, the World Academy of Arts and Sciences, to showcase how technology supports human securities or basic human rights. So, for instance, the right to food security, the right to economic security, the right to political security. And you'll see this play out throughout the CES show floor. So let me give you a few examples. So as part of our innovations, we have a innovations awards program, which celebrates um, some of the most innovative technology on the show floor. Um, there's a product that won as part of that that's uh, a voting a, that allows for voting on the blockchain. So that supports political security. Um, John Deere, they're keynoting our opening keynote. Um, CEO John May will keynote our opening keynote at CES. Um, speaks to that food security element and how they're utilizing technologies such as artificial intelligence to do smart farming. Um, so that's another example. You also see it play out in applications for accessibility. Um, that will be on display at CES. Digital health is another prime example, or health is another example, huge category at CES. So a lot of these, you know, a lot of the technologies on display at CES are all tied to this theme of human security, these human rights. And we're really excited to see, and I, for me personally, those are the most interesting types of products, really those products that are changing the world and making the world a better place, and to see that on display at CES. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but accessibility really is becoming more and more important when we enter or talk about technology in general. Have you seen that growth over time running CES? Uh, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. We're seeing you know companies design products for a larger audience or for a specific audience to make to be more inclusive, and we're seeing that on display at CES. Another example of one of those best of innovations companies that I just mentioned. It's a company called uh, DotPad, um, which has a pad. It's a graphic interface. It's a Braille interface that you can. Um, you can interact with using your fingers. So you can see images with your fingers. So we're seeing a lot of this play out at CES, and we actually, as an organization, has a, have a foundation. Consumer yep. Technology Association has a foundation that works closely with groups to 
again, further the advancement of technology and make it more accessible for certain audiences. Not only that, but your foundation also gives out awards um, every single year. And Correct. also there are grants and things that help specifically in this in, in this area. How important is that element to it? Is it, is it? I mean, you don't have to put on a show and necessarily have, you know, a philanthropic side of things. But the, the CTA has always had that. And I think that's an important part of the mission. Yeah, that is. It is. You know, as an organization, our core mission is to grow and support the consumer technology industry. And we want that to be as inclusive as possible for everybody. Um, And, you know, it's again, it's supporting those types of companies and making investments in types of technologies that really are inclusive and bring more people into the fold to experience these technologies. It's funny because when you look at the exhibitors that come to CES, it's almost like there's a, a competition. I mean, there is a competition. They want to grab your eyes and grab your attention, right? And and you see the craziest things. And I remember when we first saw autonomous vehicles really start to get popular, we started seeing those take the you know the streets of Vegas. Is there anything in particular this year that that catches your attention? Is oh my god, this is we've never seen someone do this. I can't I can't wait to see how that unfolds. Off the top of my head, I think one thing that, you know, I think will be pretty exciting, actually, we've partnered with a group called the Indie Autonomous Challenge. And so they run an autonomous driving competition. Uh, it's a global competition with university students from around the world that compete to, to basically have very fast autonomous vehicles. And these, I mean, they broke the land speed record last year. I think it topped out about 190 miles an hour. And that will be on display out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So... You know, typically in a show environment, you know, at the convention center where our show is hosted, you're not going to see cars driving 190 miles an hour. It's just not physically possible. However, out at an environment like the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, you can see those, you know, autonomous vehicles going incredibly fast, which is to me is, is pretty exciting to see. And that's fun. The fun part about CES is really it does it does extend beyond the convention center. Really, it does take over the entire city. So if you've never been to a CES to experience this, it's not just attending a trade show. It's really attending a a life changing event, which is which is really cool. Um, how do you gauge success for an event like this? I mean, they're always successful. I'm not saying that it's not. But how do you when you're when you're at said and done, you sit back, you put your legs up, and go, oh my god, that was that was a lot of fun. That was successful. How do you gauge that? Well, we do surveys. I mean, a lot of it is feedback from our customers. So following the event, we'll do a host of different surveys where we, you know, to different audience segments, whether they be the exhibitors or media or our attendees, and to gauge their feedback. And in the show business, the feedback from your customers is what's most important. You want to make sure that you're meeting their objectives, that their objectives are being met, that their, you know, their investment, whether it be their time or their financial resources, was worth it for them. And so for that, for us, that's really at the end of the day how we gauge success is those success, those metrics by which we gauge success are, um, you know, how, uh, you know, how satisfied our exhibitors, our attendees and our media were based on their presence or their time spent at CES. One of the things I, I, uh, I know over the years, because we speak to various people, one of them is uh, Lutron's Melissa Andresco. She's one of the people who sit on the board of industry leaders that, that CTA has. Um, that's a group of really cool people that come together from really different different parts of the tech space. How important is it to get that point of view from people from that have a seat at the table from those different points of view? Yeah, well, the you know we represent the entire consumer technology ecosystem. So you know, as part of our membership, we have retailers, we have manufacturers, we have ins- installers. We have we cover everything. So to have a diverse, you know, we are a diverse organization that covers a lot of diverse products. To have those diverse voices represented on our board is critical. John, uh, I'm not going to take any more of your time. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're so excited for this year's CES. Um, Have an incredible show, and we hope to catch up with you after to see how things have gone. Thank you, Mark. That is John Kelly, the vice president and uh, acting show director. I guess I don't want to give him the permanent title in case he doesn't do a good job. Uh, This is one of those things that they (laughs) kind of hold back. Listen, we're just going to call you acting. We're not 100 percent sure. He's been doing this for like 15 years in this industry. So uh, he he knows what he's doing when it comes to CES. But uh, lots of exciting things up, up on tap for CES this year, I think, guys. Yeah, and of course, he mentioned the dot pad as well, right? Which is quite interesting. Yeah. Dot pad's getting shown off there. And I think what they're trying to do at the dot company is really trying to promote uh, this as a device that can be used in lots of different applications. Because look, the bottom line is with the dot pad, it is a very expensive device. And if you don't get buy-in outside of the, the sector, outside of the blind world, if you like, 
you're never really going to get traction on this. And certainly people who are blind are never going to be able to afford it. This is going to be a product for education markets. And really, that's what showing it off at CES is all about. It's showing what the capability is of the device so they can, I guess, get buy-in from governments and from business. Because, you know, it's not just for education. It's for when people go into the workplace. So it would be really good if we can start to see that happen. And I guess that's why... They're showcasing a product like that. And of course, the great thing is because, as we demoed on Double Tap TV recently, you can actually have this connected to your iPhone. I mean, <clears throat> just for a second, let's stop and just marvel at the fact that they've managed to work with Apple to get this device at such an early stage built into the Apple rotor so that if you're a blind person using voiceover, you can actually use the rotor to control this device. I mean, Sean, yeah. that was amazing when we had. You can't that. underestimate. I mean, they've got some connections to get that implemented as quickly as they yeah. did, and it, it is really cool. I've got to say, I was slightly worried when he said the theme of CES this year was going to be human security. I thought, well, that's it. It's going to be all tasers and landmines, and it's going to go crazy. <laughs> but when he expanded on what it actually meant, I mean, it, it is really cool. I want a smart tractor. That's what I'm looking forward to. Smart. So wait a second. Tractors. I need to take out the tasers and landmines from my house. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did I put those? I have to be honest, I've been following some of Canadian law recently, and uh, I would definitely be taking out the tasers and the landmines, and also the offensive words. Oh. They're offensive. We are Canadian, Canadian. Our come show. on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need help with a, with a laptop decision, but we'll do it after the break, because okay. I'm in a major conundrum here. Oh, not again. Okay, stick around. This is Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Double Tap. Uh, Stephen and Sean and Mark Afalalalalo. Hey, just we've been all together doing this, hasn't it? Well, I know. I it's so nice. Dave, I suppose. But, you know, other than that. Can we I, hold other hands? Oh, no, I can't use hands. No. Do you know, we, we actually, I don't know You're if you heard it, Mark. Things. We actually did play in the clip just at the tail end of the year. We played in the clip <laughs> of the three of us in a hotel room. Basically shouting at each other Steady. for the best part of an hour. Yes. Well, it was some, more like a family reunion than anything else. Um, but yeah, we were all together. Remember those days? We were in Regina. You had the water park outside. I thought, we weren't, I thought what happens in Regina stays in Regina. <laughs> well, there is that. Yes. For, for mental health reasons, yes. But, you know, also, you know, it's nice to reminisce every so often. That was and the first all, time yeah. we were all together. Yeah. It was, it was, it was emotional. Nice. I liked it. Oh, it's always good to have a first and last time like that. Exactly. Wow. I, okay. I must admit, I, I felt the same when I got back. I was quite happy to get back home. And, and don't get me wrong, listen, Mark, he was quite happy to get to that shed. So don't let him trick you. No, 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 no. No, I'm waiting for the next time. We are going to meet up. We're going to meet up in CES, CSUN, or something like that. Definitely. Something else going to happen. With C. Okay, excellent. Yeah, Stephen and I are seeing C. each other in just like, what, like less than a month, about a month from I now. I know right? we're going to be traveling to, where are we going? Austria. Vienna. Yes. Suddenly oh, oh, we're going to see each other in Austria. <laughs> yes. I'll be I'm bringing my lederhosen. Are you bringing yours? I'm bringing my Julie Andrews costume. Oh, um, I'm going to run up the uh, mountain and I'm going to become a nun. <laughs> You know what? We should do that. We should reenact that. That's how we're going to oh, open wow. our <laughs> yeah. special edition of Double Tap TV. It's going to start from a nunnery. Oh, my God. We have to find a mountaintop. This is going to be ridiculous. But I have the drone. Oh, not this drone. Oh, oh, we've got the mountaintop. You're going to have to spin with the music. Oh, my oh, God. With your wimple on. Oh, oh, gorgeous. How do we describe that? Can I, can I, just, can I just say, right? So we Please were in don't. Regina, and Mark had to go off and do his drone shots for the show. And I suggested to him. <laughs> I said, you know, why don't you just Google 4K shots of Regina on YouTube? Surely someone's done it already. Now, I don't know if he did that or not, but I think it was a great idea. All give my shots magic? are original. Okay. Are they? <laughs> um, <laughs> saying nothing. But in Vienna, there's no way we can fake. A, like, if I go to YouTube now. Yeah. Steven Scott spinning around a mountain in Austria like Julie Andrews. Waiting I Julie don't Andrews. think I'll find that. No, we that's could true. fake it. It'd be fine. Exactly. Yeah, you can get that open AI on the case. Yeah, I'm sure it can do. Stephen's head on Julie Andrews' body. There's got to be a way of doing that. <laughs> okay, guys, I got a problem. I need help. I really sorry. I need help. Forget the show. Stop it. Record scratch. Okay, stop. That was a break. Okay. That was are we? Are we having a conversation? Now? We're good. We're good to pay attention to me now. Yes, we're all listening. Okay. All Mark, about please, you. Pray tell. 
let us know what's what's troubling you. Sir? My my MacBook lease ended in November. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. I don't have that la- that Take laptop anymore. Anyway. You leased a MacBook. I le yeah I, I leased it because you know when you're gonna buy a seven thousand dollar computer. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't have that cash lying around. Oh well. So you can he lease it over a period of time, no. and the Apple's lease program is zero interest. So you, it's basically spreading out the payments. But when you lease it, you you spend even less because you give it back at the end. So you can choose to buy it back for a, a ridiculous price or whatever. Anyhow, that's done. I have been using a a MacBook Pro M1 that I bought at Costco because Costco has a great ninety day return policy. My 90 days are up in... Do you keep anything? Five days. I would love to keep it. It's in five days from now my 90 days are up. I need to go return this. I can't just buy another one from Costco. Eventually, they're going to say, dude, this is not what our return policy is meant for. <laughs> okay? Mm. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. But, but, but Apple has not yet released M2 MacBook Pros. Well, they have. Well, yeah, okay, that one entry-level one. But I'm talking about, like, the M2 Ultra and and that stuff. What do I do? Um, Do I use, like, the Surface Pro 8 that I got sitting around for a couple months and just kind of slum it? Yes. Slum it. Slum it. Unbelievable. (laughs) We're so sorry, Microsoft. Of course. What's wrong with that? You've still got your Mac Pro, haven't you? Yeah, but I but I'm traveling a lot. Like I'm, we're going to Vienna. Oh, take I it with to you. Put shows together. We're going to. I'm going to uh, Florida for NHL All Star. I'm you. going to take what with me? A Mac Pro. I thought you said you. Freaking hundred well, pound Mac Pro in a rack. Have you not bought the casters for it? They're only like a thousand dollars each. What's the matter with you? you? Could push it along. Now, hang on. <laughs> Stephen's got about thirteen M1 MacBook Airs <laughs> or something. So just nick one off him. Wait a second. What do you have, Stephen? What do you got there? Well, what uh, have I got? I let's, have... Hang on. Let's open the door. Oh, look at Stephen's little vault. Stephen, what have oh, you got? Welcome oh, to my land and lair of And by Apple the way, products. apparently Stephen can send stuff across the world and not pay for it. So let's exactly. see. What have you got in there, Stephen? That's the joy of being blind. <laughs> Stick some Braille uh, paper in it and you're yeah. fine. <laughs> Stick a Braille note in with it. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so what have I got? I've got the M1 MacBook Pro. I've got an M2 MacBook Air. Oh, well, that, that could be useful for a couple of months. Do you use that at all? What? Which one? The M2 MacBook Air. Are you kidding? It's sitting there right now. I actually thought, I really must close that because the dust is getting a little bit thick on it. Well, can you send that to me for a couple of weeks? Of course I can. What, just me up You're in You're such a liar. Vienna. You're not going to send me anything, I'm never are going to send it to you. But, you know, I promised I'll send it to you. Look, I promised to send Sean a Roomba, but I don't know how long. Uh, four years, I believe it's been. I think it is four years. I've been told that this this ro- no, that's robot not true. Roomba is going in the bin if I don't. You get sent him the Roomba. Off. It's on its way. It just hasn't found anywhere to charge. This, this is true. Oh, yeah, yes. I made it walk itself. <laughs> it, it's, it's driving. It's vacuuming itself to Manchester from Glasgow. <laughs> it <laughs> might need emptied. It might need emptied when it gets there, Sean. <laughs> that would be a great, a great. You know, where is Roomba now? And you look at a map, and it's like it takes four and a half years Hang to get on. to Manchester. Sticking your tag on it. I seem to remember that wasn't there a robot that was hitchhiking across America? Yes. And it, it kept ended getting, up getting it kept getting beaten up. <laughs> it got robbed. In fact, it, it was found in a it was found in a river, I think. I think they tipped it into a river at one point. Ah, so sad. <laughs> it was a bit sad. Anyway. Um, yes. By the I, way, this <clears throat> this Roomba does empty itself as well. So Jesus. Oh, well, which there is you nice. go. Can yeah, you imagine, you. like, if it's a random place in the country, there's a cow, and you see a Roomba walking through going, feed me, feed me. <laughs> the charge knocks on the door. <laughs> Can I charge, please? I'm a Roomba. I'm on my way to Manchester. I need a... Sh- is this the shed? Is this the shed? Is this, shed? <sighs> is this the shed? Roomba Adventures through Manchester. <laughs> there's a series in that. Get that, get that a, pitch to a AMI here. immediately. This is a sponsorship here. Yeah. <laughs> This is a new podcast. It's a new AMI original video podcast. Yes, Roomba stop Adventures stop in the it, UK. Because you know Stephen will make it happen, or you, Mark. Actually, yeah, no, Mark will make it happen. It's video. I don't touch that. Yeah. but um, what's no, happened with Roomba? Is, is I mean, I haven't heard of Roomba for for a while. What are you talking about? I'm always making. I'm things. talking about. I've got their new J7 Plus mop vacuum upstairs, working its way oh, every well, single day. Go. Phenomenal device. J7 don't Plus is that where where we're up to now? Yes. Um, okay. Very good. With the poop guarantee, if it picks up poop, you get oh, the return. Oh, the guarantee. Yeah, you need that. How do you not know? What? Are, where are you? 
Well, you know what? I, uh, my Roomba has, has given up the ghost. I'm, I'm fed up of buying the, re, what are they called? The refresh pack. So you get new rollers in it and you get these brushes and everything, replace the side brushes. I've done all that. But, you know, it's just, it's given up the ghost. So I've been waiting for Stephen's Roomba to make its way here for the longest time. So I'm living in filth, but it's fine. I love Roomba. Yeah, well, do we, you know, uh, we'll get what are we doing with my laptop? Do we figure this out yet? Um, yeah, still one of Stevens. He's got plenty. You're going to steal one of mine. That's not actually going to happen. So what's my next option? Why do you need? What, what do you need? I mean, what, I why are you saying a I need 7, to be able to do stuff. A seven thousand dollar computer, Mike. Come on now, that's overkill. Sean, you the set. I'm not even going crazy with it. I just want yes, a bigger are. hard drive. What to get four terabytes? You need to spend an extra fifteen hundred dollars. Well, that's the what, problem. Don't, yeah. What, don't get it internally. Get an external. I'm not, there, that, that is not reliable. How is that not reliable? You can get an external When you're editing SSD, video right? and if you accidentally hit that cable by mistake, you screw yourself up. Trust me, been there, done that. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay, I give up. I'm just going to go buy myself a Asus something. <laughs> what, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> the Surface Pro 8 will do you through. It'll be absolutely fine. You think? I, yes. I, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I think it depends. That? I think it depends what you're trying to do with it. And I think these days, I mean, yeah, the biggest problem you're going to face is storage. That's the biggest issue for you. Yeah, and you well, know, it's interesting. External for a couple of months until Apple announces something. Well, this is the thing, right? So you, you, Thank you. there's this talk about the the iMac Pro making a, a reappearance this year. Um, they might 15 even move inch on to F3. iMac by Air. Yeah, fifteen point five inch. That? Yeah. That, that sounds That's sexy. ridiculous. Is it? Is it? It is. Yes, it is. I'm asking myself. It is ridiculous. You're trying to sort yourself out of buying one. <laughs> no, He's trying I to pre-order. Do any more. Remember you know, when he said, do we have a clip of you saying I'm never going to buy an M2? <laughs> yes. Just out of curiosity. Just How long fun. did that last? A month? Not even? <laughs> I don't think it even lasted a month, to be perfectly honest. Where's the Mac Pro 2? What happened to that? Uh, still waiting. Yeah, still waiting for that. That was weird, still right? Waiting. They, Apple they said mentioned what it, was, it. They, they had said two years to transition 100% away from Intel. It's been two years. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Good things Maybe come we'll to those who wait. No, well, it's not going to show up at CES, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, it is interesting to see what will come out. I mean, it's certainly not anything from, from Apple, for sure. They don't do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the great thing about CES is that you do get to see a lot of the great PC hardware. I mean, I remember when I was there, it was the um, it was the Lenovo computers I was looking at. Remember, that was the one when they brought out, I think it was called the X1 Fold. It was the 13-inch laptop that could fold over. And yeah. That was quite nice. Uh, it was like, they never, they never really caught on though, did they? Those multi-screen. I think it's uh, Windows though. I think Windows is a big part to play in that. Windows is not mm. a tablet type operating system. I think it always thinks it is, but it's not. I mean, I know they've made strides towards it, but really, it's it's a desktop operating system. You need a keyboard, you need a mouse, or in our case, we can use the keyboard. But you know, I, I just don't think they've really. It's, it's not the note. I think the companies have come out with great ideas for form factors, but. The only the closest we got, and even that doesn't seem to have caught on, was the whole Surface Duo idea, where you would have Windows and Android side by side, and even that didn't seem to kick off. So I, I just know. don't think. I, I mean, it's a technology just looking for a use, isn't it? It's it's a bit like those solid state Apple keyboards that were rumored. You know, at the end of the day, there's nothing to beat a keyboard and a mouse or a, a decent touchpad for a laptop format. So. You know, having a, a screen at the top and a screen at the bottom, it just, it's great, but it's technology for technology's sake, isn't you know, it? Something, we used to say this about phones, if you remember. And then, you know, there was this thing called the iPhone that came along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many times do you, you know, grab your Bluetooth keyboard to actually type on the iPhone? Well, I, I mean, yes, I do, but, you know, but yes. equally, but equally, there's a lot of times I don't. And, you know, <laughs> Most uh, yeah, people. Then you use dictation, like Mark here, and end up in a disastrous uh, life tragedy where everything is wrong and all your messages <laughs> don't make sense. <laughs> yep, welcome to my life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I... I'm, I'm interested in, in this year's CES, though, because, uh, you know, he's, it, that, like, um, sorry, I've forgotten his name already. What a terrible person I am. Like Mr. Kelly said, there's, <laughs> there's, not, there's not, usually, not usually, John, not usually a theme. Every year, but 
there usually is something we take away. Like, you know, remember when it was all 3D televisions? I think mean, that was the thing. That was the theme. And then there was a lot of, um, you know, the, the smart speaker side of things. Like I mentioned earlier, everything was smart. That was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So there is always like that, that emergence of a popular technology or technology they seem to be pushing. It was OLED TVs, I think, a couple of years ago as well. I'm just, I'm just really interested to see what comes out um, of this year's, I know. I, I don't know think the it's going to be a big. I don't think it's going to be something big like that. I don't think it's going to be some big emergency. You don't think there's an I did overall? Ta- I, well, I did talk to TCL um, uh, for our our TV show, and uh, we talked about like that exactly 3D TVs. And I said, what about 8K? You know, 8K was all the rage about a year ago, and he's like, yeah, there are 8K TVs out there, but you know, it's the chicken before the egg thing. No one's producing content for it anytime soon. You no. know, so what's the point in even why why invest the money in? Yeah, I'm just not entirely sure what is going to be the next thing. I, I, I just, yeah, that's why that's why CES is so interesting, though. You you can start to see trends emerging there. Yeah, but what does this whole human securities thing he's talking about? What does that actually mean in reality? It's, it's really like our safety, like personal privacy and security, and making sure things are things are more secure. And uh, I, I think to that effect, I think we'll see it evolve. It's gonna be, that's that's how they theme their their conferences and a lot of the conversations and stuff that go that go on. I don't know if we're going to how how well we're going to see that represented um, in the actual products that we're going to see. I will say, you know, on the maybe not securities front, but certainly on the privacy and, and certainly on the you know home smart home stuff, I, I found a great feature in my ring doorbell the other day, which I guess is new. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it before. <laughs> Package detection. Yes, that's right. It's fairly new, and you go in now. You can set up a, a place where it can kind of detect a package. And when when it's great, what I love about it is if it detects the package in the house when it connects up with the Amazon Echoes, it will say, you know, that there's a package detected at your door. And um, I think that's great. You know, it's just stuff like that. You know, it's starting to get smarter. Although it's never really gotten as smart as the Nest doorbell, which could actually identify faces. And I don't quite oh, know why the Nest doorbell that. detects faces. It's phenomenal. Yeah, which one have you got? I've got the um. What am I using now? Not the, the Logitech. I'm using the but the Wemo doorbell. I think. Oh wow! Do they yeah. do doorbells now? I didn't know that. Wow. They do. They have a great. It's a great doorbell. It's wired, so it's powered in. But also has batteries so for That's backup. The best. And That's the best. um, it, it's pretty good. But it, it ties into your photo library, your iPhone photo library. So if you just start adding people in there, it's going to say, "Oh, the doorbell ring. It could be this person." And the cool thing is, is when you use an Apple TV and you're watching that, you'll see the notification pop up. And they'll actually show you a little picture, a little icon of the doorbell and say, you know, uh, three kids at the door or, you know, a giant moose with family at the door or something like that, you know? Does that happen a lot? Where do you live? Next to a nuclear power station. (laughs) Where where do you live? (laughs) I have a massive haggis at my front door um, on a regular basis. I am brew! That stuff is so cool, though, and that that AI. Stop it now. We should get Mark on here more often, Jeremy. This is fun. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> it's probably a good idea, son. <laughs> you know, there was a... Can I, can I give you guys, you know, we don't have much time left, I'm sure. What, we have like five, six minutes? No, we get ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, can you okay, believe here's a great that? story. So, so um, little known fact, I'm working with AMI and uh, working on a lot of uh, the video podcasts that we do uh, on AMI and uh, working on a particular one called Sean of the Shed. Sean of the Shed. S-H-A-U-N of the Shed. Exactly. S-H-A-U-N of the Shed. Great episode. And Sean, the last episode of Sean of the Shed, Sean was talking all about smart speakers and there was a moment, a great, uh, phenomenal moment in, uh, in this actual podcast. We played it, actually, where um, Sean makes a phone call to Stephen and the Double Tap listener line, and he leaves a message. It's not really him. It's someone else. And Sean puts on his perfect queen, um, yeah, may she rest in peace, um, impersonation of the queen. Yes. And Inappropriate. I really, really badly <laughs> wanted to take a picture of her head and put it on your face and make the mouth open and close, but I felt it was too soon. The, the, the question I have, killed. yeah. The, the question I have is, um, you know, how much do we like this show? That's the question I tend to ask <laughs> Which myself. Show you're talking about Sean of the or, Yeah, any of Can these I, shows. We it do. wasn't the Queen anyway. I was using I'm the man of a thousand oh, voices. It sounded, it sound, it sounded, it sounded like, like the queen. queen to me. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I think double tap That's is very good. Pretty much what it sounded yeah, like. Exactly. That's oh, the Queen, sorry. isn't it? Okay. Sorry, was the Queen disgraceful? Right. This is very dangerous. God bless you, ma'am. <laughs> Carry on. So, CES. <laughs> we wanted Mark on. Yeah. 
Um, so what do we think we're likely to see? What's the big thing? I mean, you've had a, you've already been talking to a lot of companies already, Mark, about what's coming up at CES this year. And Listen, companies I'm excited, and I think we're going to see a lot in, in the mobility space, in mm. the transportation stage. I think we're going to see this come to a whole new level because we're seeing a lot more electric cars and a lot more gadgets that are, are what's setting these cars apart from each other. And I think we're going to see this space really, really evolve this year and over the next couple of years into a place that we really never really only dreamed of, quite honestly, many, many years and years ago. We're not going to have a flying car yet. That's coming, but not uh, anytime soon. But well, I, I mean, think that's where we're going to see a big change. Funnily enough, Sean and I were talking about this a couple of weeks back about the whole, um, you know, what's where we are with the state of driving yeah. or driverless said It's cars. never going to happen. Well, no, you didn't say that. You said not in your lifetime. Yeah. To be fair. In about 200 years, we'll be driverless cars. Yes. Yes. Not in my lifetime. I do agree with that. Like fully autonomous, like Uh, the car just comes and picks you up. Yes. I'm saying that will not happen. I'm thinking about that in very seriously because I want to give a good educated answer. Okay, take your time. Take your time. We're going to see can, more. Can I have and more. about fifteen minutes? Of course you can. Yes. How much longer do we have on the show? Just send me an email five. after the show. Oh, okay. All I'm saying is we're <laughs> going to see a lot more of these driving assistance uh, features. You know, and a lot of them are AA. The, the self parking feature when that first came in a few years ago was still amazing, right? I think we're going to see more and more of those little increments. But, but do you know uh, why that is? Because they're trying why? to get drivers over to the idea of this yes. kind of autonomy. That's I'm what against it. Is. it. I, I don't think, think we should just drivers. ban I human think, drivers. I think it's not only drivers. I think it's regulations. It's regulators. It's well, that's a huge part of it. Of course, that's I mean, scary. Because it's scary. You Listen, it's scary. A car driving itself. Like mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're scared of robots taking over the world and scorching the sun and living in the matrix. You know, driverless cars is scary. Well, it is. It is scary. 70 miles an hour, 70 kilometers an hour, whatever that is. Is a human driver not scary? Well, the, well, the, the, that's the point, isn't it? That, that actually when you bring in the robots, in theory at least, you know, the number of accidents they've had to date in all the testing, yes, some of them have had tragedy involved, but the number of accidents have been considerably less, like massive difference between the number of people Absolutely. who are actually killed on the roads today by human drivers. And, and of course, you bring emotion into it, you bring rage, you bring, you know, tiredness, you bring alcohol, whatever it might be, whiskey, of course, Scotch whiskey, the finest, but terrible with driving. Yes. Um, I've read this. Well and uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, and, and that is really something which can be basically just... You just you get rid of all of that. You just take yeah, I'm just all not convinced the, the technology is there yet. I know there's legislation. There's also an ecosystem to be built, of course. You know, uh, having all these um, self-driving cars communicating through 5G and you know that that the traffic flow and all that jazz, that's that's needs to be in place as well. I think. So, yeah, that doesn't exist yet, and that's what you know that that's what scares yeah. me too is that this idea of of you know cars flying through the sky or cars driving on their own. And I never envisioned it like Tesla did, which is just on the regular roads. I thought the roads would be adapted for it and there'd be some safety measures there. And that doesn't seem to be coming. Well, there are things going on. I mean, like I mentioned at the time, the Waymo company who are doing a huge amount of work in Phoenix, Arizona at the moment to try and basically turn this one part of Phoenix where they've just turned it into driverless car town. These cars mix and mingle with regular cars. And, you know, they've got the license to do that. And, you know, it's it's just all about the testing. Funnily enough, in Scotland, it's just started earlier this year, or last year, I think it was, they, late last year, they started drive, driverless buses. They will not be passengers on them. They will just be travelling back and forward in amongst regular traffic to see how they behave. And that's the whole point, right? It's got to be... Because you're never going to be able to just switch over. Unfortunately, that would be the best solution if you're going to go to this, which is just overnight. You, you just get rid of all the regular cars and you replace them with the driverless cars. But that's not going to happen. And what I would imagine is you'll find on highways, you'll find lanes that will be dedicated to these driverless cars, which will all go faster than, you know, and get through the queues a lot quicker than the other cars, which eventually will make people think, hey, do you know what? It'd be kind of nice just to be in that and just get to where I'm going. Um and there will always be scare stories with it. That's the thing. But, you know, the legislation, the legislation, as far as blind people are concerned, really has to include the line, the, the car can be driven, or essentially the car can be, uh, you know, have a passenger in it who is not required to take control. Yeah. And if that legislation comes through, then blind people can 
travel independently. And that's what that's the holy grail for us, isn't it, Sean? That's what you want. You know, we only no, travel on our own. I want everything to come to me. I'm already there. Uh, and, you know, there's online shopping. That is my driverless cars right now. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to leave yeah, the shed. Something in I'm that, fine. Yeah. There is something in that. And, you know, these parcel delivery robots dropping stuff at your door, that's another thing that's been talked about. Well, so, uh, How long have we been talking about delivery drones? And that was, you know, we're seeing trials and tests here and there, but well, it's we're hard not even to deliver, there you know, a 400-pound package with a drone. Just, yeah. you, know, you need a helicopter at that point. Yeah, washing Collect machines. Drones. Drones. Yeah, it's not going to work. But, I mean, it's interesting because the other thing I saw at CES, I don't think I've ever seen anywhere since, was not, I mean, we talk about driverless cars, but actually what about driverless mobility aids, essentially. So a wheelchair that can drive itself. You know, because let's be honest about it. Imagine someone is in a wheelchair who's blind and needs to get about, but they would always, in that sense, have to have somebody with them who's able to take them where they need to go because they can't travel on their own unless they can manage to push the wheelchair with a cane, but I don't know how that would work. I'm sure people do it, but I, I don't know how that would how that would f- work in, in reality for people. So, you know, all that goes on and the capability that that could bring to people, just even that alone, you know, that that could be brilliant. And I did see that at CES. I was really surprised to see some of that kind of tech being shown as well. That's what I like about this event, you know, because accessibility is a big, it's, it's not really, I mean, they have got an accessibility area and they showcase certain things. I mean, And like, award as well. And the they? award as well, yeah. yeah. And But they, they actually kind of pepper it through the the whole exhibition. So when you're walking around, you will find products that are kind of accessibility adjacent, if you like. You know, they've got that kind of ability like in that. them. Yeah, let's use that. <laughs> Keep that. Someone write that down. But um, no, it's we a need great, to go. Great I'm event. telling you, we need to go. God bless you, Mr. F. Oh right, we're going just, back to just, it, aren't we? I'm just putting the seeds out there, just in case. I think we should send. Do you know what I think we should do, Mark? I think last time you sent me, I was meant to be with you, but of course you were ill, so I was have to wander the halls of CES. I think next time we should just send Sean. No, I'll be fine. I don't mind that. Of course, I, you'll I'd get like no to know. content whatsoever. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but it was but still good fun. Sounds good to me. Seems like a good investment. <laughs> Seems like seems like a great idea. No content, no guarantee of anything useful. Sean no, gets a free trip. I think they were no guarantee of me coming back. <laughs> yeah, I've just said the one way. Somehow this all makes sense. Yeah, perfect. Uh, listen, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Mark, we are going to talk more about CES at the weekend, of course, because at that point it will all be ongoing and we'll be even having a few uh, conversations with some of the companies that are there. Some really interesting companies that we Smart have. Toilets. <laughs> not smart toilets, but we'll be talking to companies that we haven't caught up with for a little while. So we'll be talking uh, all about that on uh, Saturday's Double Tap. Join us for that. But for now, thank you for listening and catch you tomorrow. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. No problem. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.